Yo, yo, welcome back, everybody. It's me, Jessica Grabbit, and this is season three of my podcast, Grab It Quick News. This season, we're going to be doing the same format as we did season two, where at the first half of the show, I do one to three stories sexually related. And then the second half, I answered letters from my friends. So gentle reminder, if you are not 18 and do not have your parents' permission to listen to this show, you shouldn't be listening to it. So let's get started. Our first story is about International Women's Day. International Women's Day was Sunday, March 8th. Today is Monday, March 9th. Why do we celebrate it? Because it is aimed to help nations worldwide eliminate discrimination against women. It is also focused on helping women gain full and equal participation in global development. International Men's Day is celebrated November 19th each year. What does International Women's Day mean? It's a global day that celebrates social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. This day also marks a call to action for accelerating gender parity. So that is what we're talking about in this particular story. I'm talking about this more because I want us to realize that it is 2020 and women can do anything they want. So for the men listeners, um, if you have a strong woman in your life, tell her that you love her. For my women listeners, girls, you can do anything you want and we will keep pushing forward to get equality. Now, one thing I notice with men when we're speaking on this issue is depending on their childhood, they will say one or two things. And the first is my mom, aunts, sisters raised me and had they been treated financially equal and respected like their male peers, times would have, would have been a lot easier. The latter thing I hear, and sometimes when I hear this, I'm going to be honest, it really disgusts me. (laughs) There's no other word for it. Um, When I hear, if she wants to be equal to a man, then I will treat her like one. So to me, it just comes out very douchey, very misogynistic and ignorant and not funny ignorant but like the the real definition of it that you are lacking knowledge on what exactly women are trying to achieve and if you are a man and have said these said this thing shame on you if you are a woman who has had a man say this to you girl fuck him you know what I'm saying because that's it's pretty rough so I'm gonna go ahead and say that the equality every woman seeks is based on societal pressures. Um, We get paid less, we work twice as hard to be taken seriously, and we are constantly judged for wanting to be a great mom, but also want to have a career. 
In 2020, more women are the heads of the households. Did you know that? More women are the head of the household in their family. They have the biggest income. And that is a wonderful thing. It's not a bad thing. The only bad thing about that is for every dollar a man makes, women may make anywhere from 30 to 70 cents. And the 70 centers, it's a small percentage. It's usually Asian women. So I think it's time that we act like we are in 2020, guys. Because a decade ago, we thought this magical year was not going to be possible. And I really want you to think about that. Remember when we were in school, we'd be like, oh my God, 2020, we're going to have jets and cars. Da, 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 da. Where's my jets and car? <laughs> Where's my car? No, but you know, we're living our future and it's amazing that we're living our future. So I just want to keep reminding us guys that the actions that we are taking whether that's to make women's rights equal, whether that's for better healthcare, better um, green deals to make sure that our planet lasts longer, whatever that is, if they're positive steps, we're gonna make sure that it's done. And so, with this, you know, with International Women's Day, I wanted to make sure that we know that this isn't, you know, what you guys you know, want it to be. It's about being supportive to females, respecting their wishes and wanting the same thing for them. Because I'm sure a lot of you have, you know, baby mamas who are taking care of your kids in that household with her job. Can you imagine if she got paid what she was actually worth at her job? She wouldn't be barking on you to get child support. Not, yeah, shove, shove, wink, wink. That's what I'm saying. So this would be a great thing for everybody. March is um, the month of women's recognition. So let a phenomenal woman know that, you know, she's worthy. Like you're worth that dollar, same dollar that I make, you you make it too. Like, let's get this money together. I don't want to be your competition. I want to help, you know, be a, be an advocate for women because that's what we really want. Don't be that sleaze that's just saying that shit just to get some booty. Actually (laughs) be an advocate for women. Our next story is coming from HuffPost in their relationship column written by Brittany Wong. It's called Five Signs Your Partner's Porn Habits or Your Own Can Become Problematic. If you're concerned about porn consumption, you definitely need to read this. Porn is not inherently bad. If you look at it as a form of entertainment rather than a reflection of real sex, your porn consumer isn't necessarily going to be detrimental to your sex life either. And as many feminists have argued, some porn can even be a tool of empowerment for women. It is how you personally engage with porn that determines its effect on you. How much porn you watch and how you compare and contrast what you've seen to your actual sex life, said Janet Bredo, a psychologist and sex therapist at the Center for Sexual and Reproductive Health in Hawaii. A healthy relationship to porn is defined by the individual 
Only you can decide if porn is good or bad for you, she said. But I say it's a problem if you're using porn to hide or escape from forming intimate and deeper relationships with other people, if that's your desire. A healthy relationship with porn means you're not hiding your sexual behavior, i.e. the use, for, from others or feeling guilty or shameful around it, she added. What are some other signs you or your partner have developed an unhealthy relationship with porn? Below, Brito and other sex therapists who've worked with couples in this position offering five signs. Keep in mind that a problematic relationship with porn is not the same as a porn addiction and diagnosing porn addiction is a really slippery slope. In the mental health community, there's been some debate about whether compulsive porn use should actually be considered an addiction and also how it should be treated. So, our fifth is you feel your partner isn't good enough or hot enough to have sex with you. It can cut both ways. If you're hyper judgmental of how your partner looks or behaves in bed, porn is probably negatively affecting your sex life and relationship. I hear men expressing concern with their own porn use because they say they get bored with their partner and real sex life. In my 20 years, I've never had a man or woman complain about their female partner's porn use. With porn, Fleming said, viewers can get what they want when they want it and generally they're flipping through multiple images or videos of their ideal sexual turn-ons. Sometimes guys struggle to ejaculate because their partner just can't replicate the sensation of using their hand when they masturbate with or without porn. It's not uncommon for men to have what we sex therapists refer to as an idiosyncratic masturbation style, meaning on his own, he might be using too much force or pressure, going too fast, focusing on the frenulum the most sensitive part of his penis, a woman's hand, mouth, and vagina cannot replicate that level of stimulation. The good news... Number four. You feel like you're underperforming or you don't look good enough to have sex. Porn warps both men and women's aesthetic expectations when it comes to sex. The average penis size is about six inches, but in porn, it is often eight or above vulvas come in all shapes and sizes but in porn they're virtually poreless often labiaplastied and almost always hairless if your own body image is starting to take a hit from overwatching porn you may want to reevaluate your viewing habits self-image issues can come up for both men and women because most people aren't these ideal and often surgically enhanced people they're seeing online. There's been a significant increase in labiaplasty in many cases because women don't like the way their vulvas look and may not be as trimmed as they see in porn. Men can also feel inadequate in their penis size and not having the ejaculatory control of porn stars. This apprehension around sex is even more pointed with those who experience anxiety disorder or obsessive compulsive disorder or suffer from perfectionism. Porn habits can trigger a sense of not being good enough, sexy enough, or well-endowed enough to compare to porn actors who have been hired specifically for their looks and endowments and what they can do in bed. Number three, your porn use is hurting your partner. If your partner is feeling uncomfortable, hurt, lonely, or disconnected from you due to your porn use, 
or is resorting to invading your privacy by looking at your browser history, it's worth discussing their insecurities and your views around porn. If you're the person bothered by your partner's porn consumption, bring it up in a non-judgmental way. Try to create space to discuss your concerns with your partner where you focus on identifying your deeper needs versus attacking them for using porn. Number two. You think rough sex threesomes and anal are the norm. It should shock no one that porn is crazy unrealistic. Guys, it is so true. It is so unrealistic. From the super loud histrionic orgasms to the way adult film actors default to rough sex play, so like choking and shit, and spontaneous anal sex, even porn stars we've interviewed have told us that they hope people don't view it as a sexual education because for one thing, it takes hours to prep for those seamless transitions to anal sex. Unless you want an anal fissure, you don't just slide into anal sex sans lube. Porn is a horrible sex educated, said, said um, Fleming. Sometimes men think all or most women love anal and threesomes because it is so normal in porn. Fleming pointed to a recent New York Times article where a reporter spoke with a teen boy who said he wouldn't ask for anal if he were having sex with a girl. He would just do it. As the mother of a 16-year-old daughter, that's terrifying, she said. We need to educate our kids and young adults in relationships about pleasure and exploring on their own and not according to what they see. Number one, you are actively avoiding sex. If you can get off without a laptop or smartphone screen in front of you, you're probably okay. But if you're avoiding sex with your partner or prefer a quick visit to Pornhub or that cam girl experience to actually having sex, it might be a problem, said Sari Cooper, a sex therapist and director of Center for Love and Sex. Your partner's porn is likely interfering with your sex life if they're having sexual experiences with live chat people and withdrawing or avoiding sexual experiences with you when you send signals that you want to be intimate. The good news about all these issues, guys, is that it's possible to get a handle on your porn consumption and solo sex habits and channel your sexual energy back into the relationship. A healthy relationship means you feel that you can relay any concerns you have about these issues to your partner. If you're the one concerned with your significant other's porn consumption, let them know that it seems like they're withdrawing more and more from sex. Let them know that you miss them. If you're concerned about your own porn habits, you need to consider how your porn use impacts the wants and needs of those important to you. If it's hurting your partner, your porn consumption habits may be worth re-examining either on your own or with the help of a therapist. Sex Eds for Grown Up is a series tackling everything you didn't learn about sex in school beyond the birds and bees. Keep checking back. All right, now it's the second half of my podcast where I am answering letters from you lovely people. Big shout out to everyone who is sending me letters. I want to thank you for trusting me. I'm just going to go ahead and give a warning. I do not have a psychology degree or a counseling degree. This is just purely based on people wanting my advice about their relationships. So 
take that with a grain of salt. Does it mean that I'm the end all be all? And I just want to say that. Okay, so let's get started. My first letter comes from a male in Massachusetts. He says, dear Jessica, I have a question for females. If you're happy with your guy and the attention that he is giving you, why do women feel the need to post explicit photos and videos on social media to get attention? Well, first off, male in Massachusetts, thank you so much for the letter. I think it's not so much about being a slut because that's kind of what I feel like you're implying like she's dressing like a slut on social media so she must want that um women do it for a variety of reasons me I do it for branding reasons um before that I was doing it for weight loss reasons I had lost weight I was proud of my body so I wanted to show it off and I wanted to motivate people my brand, unfortunately, I do like to dress in lingerie. <laughs> and I say unfortunately, but I'm sure no one is complaining. So I dress in lingerie. I may advertise um, adult toys. That is my brand. I do that. And some women, they don't have a brand, but they need a confidence booster. And in today's society, dating is a little different. And when you are on a date, sometimes as a woman, you notice the guy's eyes are not on you. They're on everybody else in the restaurant. And it makes you feel like this guy is looking at everyone else but me. And it makes you have to be in a in a competitive mode because we know that you guys look at the girl who is the sexiest on social media. Okay, and the girls want that attention as well. They want the attention from their man. Yes, they want a love and affection and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if your relationship was based on social media, when you met the girl, she's probably going to still want to do it. But for the most part, women enjoy posting their body in their glory on social media and it does boost your confidence now how you entertain that at the end of the day how she entertains it at the end of the day that's a totally different thing if that particular person is um you know trapping off of it or just doing it to rub it in your face then you know what she does it for but honestly if this is something that you are worried about sit down and ask her like hey why do you feel the need to post all of that stuff and if she feels defensive telling you then you may want to check your tone with it because you don't ever want to come across sounding like you're a dickhead because you know women could do the same like all right yeah why do girls always post you know bikinis and us sexy but why do guys always post about the lakers about what shoes they got and weed or guns. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could do the same thing. But just remember when you're asking her that you're asking her 
in a way that you actually want to have a conversation. And I would say ask multiple women because multiple women are going to give you different answers. And there are going to be some women who give you the haterade answer. I'm not that type of girl. I don't have to do that. I'd like people to look at my mind and not my body. And hey, more power to that woman as well. You know what I mean? That's the whole power of feminism. Feminism is the definition of my body, my right, whatever I choose to do, whether that's naked, whether that's clothed, whether that's in a three-piece suit or a one it's my body it's my choice it's my right right so thank you so much for the letter I hope I answered your question Our second letter comes from a female in Ohio. She writes, Dear Jessica, I just want a real relationship, but every time I give a guy a chance, he's not ready for nothing serious. I try to stick it out, but I feel like men are just not built to be in love and in a relationship anymore. Any advice? Well, first off, thank you for writing me the letter, female in Ohio. Second off, I'm really sorry that you feel like that. Um, Sometimes it could just be uh, destiny telling you to take a break. Um, I think every female to a point, I shouldn't say every female. I'm going to say 75% of females love the idea of being in a relationship. We get to wear matching outfits. We get to have sex whenever we want. Um... We get to run around the room naked, you know what I mean? We get to cook together. We get to get their friends and our friends together and um, do date nights and game nights and dress up for Halloween. You know what I mean? Like we just, (laughs) we like, yeah, relationship, I'm there. Okay. So with that being said, we have on relationship goggles, marriage goggles. So sometimes when we look at a guy who's, who may just be interested in us, sexually or as my mama would say a season he was on he only liked me for a season you know people stay in your life for a season a reason all that mess yes so instead of us recognizing that maybe this guy is just here for this particular season or just to take me to Outback Steakhouse (laughs) for tonight because hey I don't want to eat alone sometimes we'll be like you know what I want to try to get with him And we miss all the signs that this man has been saying to us. I really like you as a friend. I, you know, I'm not really looking for a relationship right now, but I'm open to it, which is every guy saying, you know, I'll pretend to, to, to be okay with it. And this is another red flag. If he sleeps with you the first night and no hesitation, he does not want to be your man. He doesn't because most men who want to be with you in that way, they want to get to know you first. They want to know what kind of crazy is going to come out that box (laughs) before they hit it. Like seriously, because he may be wanting you to be the mother of his child. You know what I mean? So there's going to be um, some time with most men who just want to fool around the relationship's going to feel like a whirlwind. It's going to be so fast. And your texting conversations are going to be very straight to the point. What are you wearing, girl? Send me a picture of that dot, dot, dot. Right? It's going to be super fast. And you go, ooh, he moving, girl. Okay, he a Leo, Capricorn, da, 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 da. You're going to, you know, and that's why. 
because he just wants to get in your pants. And there's nothing wrong with just wanting someone to get in your pants if that's something you want. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you're looking for something more, then baby girl, you got to up your game as well. So that means you can't say hi to every guy that looks your way because not every guy who comes up to you and flirts with you is relationship material sometimes the guys who do come up and say hi to you and I've had that where guys come up and say hi to me and I'd be like well he's the only one that talked to me da, 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 da. and then you know you realize later on like Ugh, he does this to everybody you know what I mean I wasn't special and so you have to remember that that not every guy who comes up to you is that guy not every guy that you go on a date with is gonna be that guy so if you're not gonna take a break from dating you may just want to do a reality check and then you also want to think about the common denominator that's you you are the common denominator as to why you are picking the same type of person so if you don't want to stop dating you don't want to keep picking the same people. Sometimes we we go to our friends. If you have good friends, not that one bitch that's going to hook you up with some sugar daddy ass nigga. You know who I'm talking about because we all have that friend. Be like, girl, he is a great man. You be like, okay, how old is he? He is 85 on a respirator, but girl, he will treat you nice. You just have to give him medication to wake him up and to make him go to sleep. Yeah. So have a trusted friend pick out a guy for you or two guys you know what I mean um or do a speed dating you know what I mean go to a dating service and really commit to it and don't well he's not like the last man I dated or he or please and if you do date please don't bring up anybody that you've dated and don't tell them your hardships just be yourself and have a good time but I would say right now maybe you need to take a break especially if you have been dating on 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 if the shortest break you have had in between these people is less than 90 days then maybe you need to take a break because what could happen is you're getting into a perpetual repetitious motion of just being on auto subconscious autopilot where you are picking the same soul over and over and over in a different body same attitude same pattern same conversation but not the same guy and it's starting to frustrate you so if that happens just take a break regroup work on yourself read some good self-help books meditate you know what I'm saying get into your own zone hang out with your homegirls do some self-care get a, a massage a pedicure but Don't ever feel like you are less than anything because you can't land a guy right now. Anybody can land a guy. It's keeping a guy and that's what you want to do. So if you want to keep a guy, work on yourself, take a break, maybe have friends help. And number one thing on all this list, have fun. Thank you so much for the letter. Our last and final letter reads, Dear Jessica, how important do you think it really is to vote this election? It seems like we are going to be screwed either way. So what's the point of voting? I wasn't old enough to vote 
when we elected Trump. But even if I was, I don't see the point of voting. Well, voting is your constitutional right. It is such a right that the people before you, our forefathers, wanted people to be able to vote for who they wanted. Because this is America and we do not live in a monarchy. A monarchy is where you have a king or a queen. And we wanted to be that, those motherfuckers who were like, we not doing that fucking monarchy shit. (laughs) We were like, fuck that. So we did it to the point where we threw tea into a harbor and it was called the Boston Tea Party. So that's why, number one, there's your basis for why we vote. But in all honesty, if you are a minority, you need to vote because voting may not seem like a big deal to you, but it is because it could take one vote to push it over the limit. You know what I mean? One vote. And they do count these votes and it will say, hey, such and such lost by two or three votes can you imagine your opponent losing because you man I don't even want to I don't want to I don't want to vote and then there you go and then I also want to say as an African-American woman my great-grandmother and my grandmother and my mother so three generations before me were not allowed to vote They had to sit in places designated to them like they were animals. And then when they were able to vote, they would lie about how they had to vote. Oh, you only brought one part of ID. Now you need a social security and you need a birth certificate. They made it very hard for African-American people to vote. Do you know why? Because that vote mattered. And to this day, gerrymandering, there's even a word for it gerrymandering that is when they redistrict your votes so that you can get it in there and the state that I live in we just got rid of gerrymandering you know why because everybody voted voting is so important and I can't stress that enough to you The world wants you to think that it is not important because of something called an electoral college, but we the people matter more than that. And if we the people continue to vote for change, continue to vote in our favor, those times, they got to catch up with us. So another thing you may want to brush up on El Presidente 45 Because everyone knows that the Mueller report was about election meddling, campaign fraud. So we also believe that Russia may have helped him win the election. So this person is not a real president. This is an illegitimate president. What we have right now are senators who are behind this man for whatever reason. And actually, they told us the reason. If you follow politics, they let us know the reason we gave you this man was because you guys gave us Barack Obama because he was an African-American man, not because he saved our economy, not because he was trying to give everybody free health care, not because he won the Nobel Peace Prize, but because of the color of his skin. So really think about 
this term and this lackadaisy attitude of voting don't matter, but da 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 da, voting don't, it matters. Voting matters. Can you imagine having the person you voted for up there doing the country a service for you for to better your community, to better your future, to better your children's, 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 children's future? That's what voting is about. Voting is a symbol of hope and solidarity that, yes, we all are different colors, different cultures, different backgrounds, but we can agree on a leader to bring us forward through it. Now, we are doing something called the blue wave, meaning we don't care who it is as long as it's a Democrat right now. And what that means is if we can get Democrats in the office, we can get change. And then after this happens, you want to keep voting for people you know who are going to implement change. So for us, we know that Joe Biden is the strongest, not because of what you think, but because electoral college wise he is the strongest he was a he is a vice president if they had to do this job by resumes he would have the best resume no one else is a vice president everyone else is a senator or was homeboys with a with a president or homeboys with a vice president or was a governor i was a mayor once but he's the only one who was actually in the room with the guy who got us out of a recession, who got us health care for everybody, who got parents um, and kids to start eating healthier, who did a lot of initiatives for civil rights. He was in the room. So we may not like that he is an older white man, but he is what we need right now. And once we do that, once we get Mr. Biden in there, then who knows? We may even get an African-American woman president the next four years or the next eight years. But we can't get hopeless and we can't feel like, oh, well, since Bernie Sanders, crazy Bernie didn't win, I don't want to vote. Or because Elizabeth Warren didn't get it, I don't want to vote. We can't be like that. We've got to stand in solidarity because that's what America is about. Right now, we are not fighting a war, a civil war like you would think against blacks and whites. We are fighting against civility and anti-Semitism. That is what we are fighting. And we have to show our children's children that we stood up for what was right, no matter what. Thank you so much for the letter. Well, you made it to the end of my podcast. Season three, everybody. We fucking rock. (laughs) I want to thank everybody for sending me those wonderful letters. I want to thank everyone who writes those wonderful articles I read. And I want to thank also the people who leave me voice messages. I listen to every single one. And I just thank you guys so much for your support. Until next time, everybody. Be good or be good at it.